Welcome to the Arms Race, the podcast where we try to determine which action star has the highest body count in movie history, currently by watching every Sylvester Stallone movie. I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Kevin Keane, and we are here with a bonus episode to discuss the recently released Rocky IV Director's Cut, a.k.a. Rocky IV colon Rocky vs. Drago, which we saw in theaters, in, uh, in, in a theater. Yes. We didn't see it in multiple theaters, but no. it was released in theaters um, as a one-time thing. As uh, what uh, What's that... Uh, well, it was Cinemark, at least where we were at. Yeah, but there's like those like special showings. Anyway, oh yeah, I, I know. What are those called? I forget what they're called. We didn't come Fa- in Fathom event, maybe Fathom events. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we thought we'd talk about it, even though we haven't uh, been around much lately. <laughs> I think it's our du- our duty to uh, you know the the Rocky Four light went up into the sky, and That's we have right. to respond. Exactly, uh, and I don't I don't know. So are we are we planning to try and also cover the like thirty minute live feed oh. from from philly with stallone which was like its own bonus episode it was yeah i didn't know that was gonna happen that was interesting because yeah they it, it was you know an interview between it was uh what's his name mankowitz who used to that, be on tcm and all that stuff he was, yes. he's like a he's like a critic say, he was like the the host of turner classic movies that like the intros and stuff yeah right? i forget his first name something mankowitz um, you know, it was all stuff that's been talked about before. I don't know if there's much. I don't even remember. The only thing I remember, what was the thing that he totally lied about? Remember, I was sitting in the theater. I was like, he just lied. He, he, that's that's not a true story. Uh, ooh, I don't know if I remember. I do remember you saying, oh, oh it was about because they were talking about the robot, which obviously we'll have to get into. You know, this is a new Rocky Four cut, which is, you know, minus Seiko. Oh, that's right. He and said he something saying, along the lines of he saw it in a... In a restaurant, oh, put a put a robot in the movie, <laughs> something like that. It's like we know the story. We talked about it at length uh, on our podcast, and it's it's very widely known. I think that um, you know it was this was Stallone's robot. Whether or not it was purchased with because of the pizza, <laughs> well, may, maybe that's the actual story. Maybe there's some a blend of truth here. But anyway, yeah, that was the only thing that jumped out at me. Otherwise, I don't know if there was much. They're, they're, interesting in that half hour uh, interview with Stallone. I, I wonder if it's online at this point. Maybe it is. It, it probably is. It's it's clearly I don't think going to be attached to. I think it was streaming on Amazon is where I think. Yes, it was because streaming. I also bought it on Amazon and watched it again. Okay. Um, I don't. The the only other thing I remember I do remember you saying that you said we know that's not true. Seiko had a sad card. <laughs> that's I, true. I found it interesting though that at some point it was. I don't remember if it was before or after that anecdote. Stallone was talking about, and, and maybe it, he was talking in general about the, the risk that he took, that he wrote the script for the original Rocky, did, chose not to sell it because he thought that this you know, was kind of an inflection point in his life, right? Like one of those moments that you, know, you either you can go one way or the other, and, and he, he took the risk, and obviously the risk paid off. But he, he said something along the lines of, and I don't remember the exact number, but there's you know, 400, I don't know, 400 working actors in, you know, in Hollywood, and everyone right. else is pretending to be an actor and, and doing something else and i just kind of laughed i'm like so what stallone just said is that there's only about 400 working actors that get that sad card seiko the robot has a sad oh card. no but that's not who it, what he wasn't saying that only 400 actors have a sad card he was saying no, only I, 400 people are, in in hollywood are making a living yes doing making it. a living working consistently i just found it funny though but like it's like how many of those that are trying to be actors in those thousands he's probably referring don't even have the sack card, but his pizza robot does have the sack card. Well, I'm not so sure Seiko still has a sag card because my understanding is SAG rules say if you are if you film You haven't been working? Well no no no. If you film a part for a movie and you are cut out of the movie, you should still be in the credits and Seiko is not in the credits. <laughs> I looked. 
he was cut out of the movie and in this version you would think he should still get a credit because you see that all the time you see like imdb you know so and so credited deleted scenes or something like that yeah why is Seiko so, not credited so, so, this is an injustice maybe he's not in good standing i mean that's what i'm saying maybe we, he's no longer a sag member he's probably you know Seiko probably can't keep paying the dues all these years i mean <laughs> true if he's not working anymore yeah when's the last time you think Seiko got a paid acting gig when was this movie filmed <laughs> no he got some more things like you know tv sitcoms and things for a while but yeah probably the <laughs> early 90s a silver spoons episode exactly. here and there i think he literally was didn't we talk about that I think so. yeah so uh maybe an a-team or something who knows but yeah it's probably a, I, s- a small wonder <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we, i remember us talking about we were speculating about a yes. theoretical small wonder where he uh <laughs> he he guessed it but anyway right, so i guess we should talk about the actual director's cut Yes, I think the absence of Seiko is important to acknowledge, and yes, I think it it's probably is. the most noteworthy thing about, if you're familiar with Rocky IV, it's the most noteworthy thing about this version of it. Um, well, significantly, because it impacts, as, as we noted, really more in the parking lot as we were headed to our cars, that it significantly changes um, uh, Paulie in terms of you know his involvement in the movie, but there's enough kind of deleted and, uh, re- or I guess yeah, deleted or not used and reinserted uh, footage of Paulie, but Robert in particular, he's like not in the movie because so much of his time is with Seiko. Well, he's he's totally forgotten. At least in the original cut, you you cut to him watching the fight on TV with his friends. Um, so this this cut because Seiko is standing in the background. You know, you think. You can, can you digitally just remove Seiko? Well, I, I would have thought you could zoom the shot in so that your Zeke Seiko is no longer in the shot. Well, it's interesting. It's I didn't notice it until watching on Amazon, and I think maybe it was just because you know you're you're in a theater and the proportions you can't always tell. But Rocky Four, the original version, is sixteen by nine. You know, it's it's not a widescreen movie, whereas this is a two point three five widescreen. You know, like you know, cinema scope, whatever you want to call it. Like it's. He he cropped the image to make it a wider image, so every shot is reframed. Right, so it's a wider frame. So stuff's already getting cropped out. I think so. Just crop out Seiko in the background. Let the kids just let it be the three kids. Let's, let's acknowledge Robert is somebody is he's alive and somebody is taking care of care of him. When his mother, I mean, father, and uncle are in Russia, but I, this, this cuts to. Uh, the heart of why I have a, a kind of an issue with this cut, even though I think in some ways, so, some in some ways I think it's actually an improvement, and that's you know for for someone who loves Rocky Four, um, you know it's Rocky Four is a lot of fun, but this in some ways is a better movie. But I was thinking about this because there's also in addition to the half hour interview with Stallone that we saw in the theater, there's also like an hour and a half documentary on youtube documentary in quotes because it's basically just like fly on the wall footage of stallone and his buddy sitting around talking like while they're editing the movie and he's saying oh here's what i'm thinking and it's worth seeing it's it's an interesting it's an interesting watch but he talks about how like when he was re-editing the um no easy way out sequence where he's driving around his car and remembering the previous movies um it's not it's it's not re-edited that much it's pretty similar to the original cut but the thing that he changed is he took out all these tight close-ups of himself and he made them a little wider and he's like oh look at this you know i gave myself all these tight close-ups like that's just vanity and you know i know better now but 
really what it comes down to is this cut is just a different kind of vanity. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I'm gonna go back and re-edit history so right. that I, it's less embarrassing to me. Because uh, I think that's really what it comes down to is I think Stallone is a little embarrassed by Rocky IV and is like I'm gonna make this more classy and more you know uh, more cinematic. Up, yeah, up to the standards of the rest of the franchise where it's like the charm of that movie is it's so strange and 80s and like kind of extreme and MTV and I think to drain that out of it like for instance cutting out the robot he was so intent on cutting out the robot and as a result you lose a moment like at the end of the original Rocky 4 where he goes oh my kid's still up and oh I love you kid you know and cuts to his son you know and it's like this father-son moment from half a world away, yeah. and it's like it's still Rocky Four. It's not like this touching moment or whatever. I mean, it's kind of it, Rocky Four is silly, but it's kind of an important moment to end the movie on, and you lose it totally because Stallone is so fixated on get rid of the robot. Like he's kind of in a lot of ways cutting out important aspects of Rocky Four just to satisfy whatever particular bug he's got about yeah. like you know his, his biases against that movie. You know what I mean? I hear you, and it, it is interesting that because uh, to me, what what I love, and I watching it, I can't. I, I will acknowledge, and I, I use cinematic earlier. That that's not that's not true. It's it's definitely more dramatic, and yeah. But what it drains, I I think I, I was going to have a negative bias going in no matter what because it's my favorite because it's so much fun. Hmm? I think. Most of the fun, frankly, was drained out of the movie in the director's cut. I tend to agree, yeah. And I do enjoy, and it's not just this, and I, I, I wish here off the top of my head I could, I, I, and maybe as we keep talking, I'll think of one. I like movies that exist and are almost uh, like a pushpin in the time period, meaning that they feel, and it, I, it didn't have to be the MTV feel either necessarily, mm. but I, I do like certain movies that they exist and they're not ones that you would necessarily ever remake, or they may even feel of their time where, like, the next generation, you know, it kind of gets lost because it's not interesting to them. I like that certain movies, and it doesn't, it's not just the 80s. I, I, I could say that for, a, you know, a number of decades, and this is definitely one that I would think of from the 80s, and it is. I have so many positive, like, fun memories of it, and, you know, I, on the flip side, I, I did like that Apollo got, you know, more time. Mm hmm um, but it, it really, to me, it, it, it's, it's probably the opposite of what Stallone intended, but I honestly think the heart of the movie, I, I think the heart of the movie has been completely drained out. And if he's embarrassed by what the product is, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, you're way more of a fan of a series than me, but that is easily my favorite Rocky movie because it's so much fun and so much of its time. And to me, it's like he drained the entire heart out of it by changing it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I do agree that it's it's um, he's trading the fun of the movie for for drama. I think that you know what you said earlier is, is right. Yeah, as far as the eightiesness of it, I mean, I think that's what it's one of my favorite things about the Rocky franchise is that every movie is a time capsule and it's very much set in the time roughly that the movie comes out, and it's you know you see kind of the progression and and, and in some ways you've even said it even like Stallone's you know life. Right, it, it's kind of a time capsule of a representation of where he was in his career. And hey, maybe that still holds true of Rocky Four, Rocky Director's versus cut. Drago, where yeah. this is a time capsule of uh, Sylvester Stallone in 2021. In a pandemic, where, yes, where he is he <laughs> is feeling the need to rewrite history. I mean, I, 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 
I'm really of two minds about it. I mean, it is also, you're right, I am, you know, maybe, I'm more a fan of the series, but, you know, you and I have both always loved Rocky Four, and so, and I've seen this movie, I've seen the original cut of this movie a hundred times at least, and so it's kind of hard, like, I was kind of thinking about this, or just like, how can I be objective about this movie and what it is, but then also, it goes farther than that, I can't even be subjective about it, like, I don't really know I, if I can judge this until seeing it another ten times, because it's going to take that long to, like, unwind the just the knee-jerk, oh, here comes that shot. Oh, no, it's not. It's a different yeah. shot. And, right? and it's just, uh, I mean, it's an interesting it's an interesting experiment. I mean, it definitely highlights the importance of an editor and how different, you know, you can take the same footage and reshape it in a totally different way. Um, I don't think there's ever been, like, an alternate cut of a movie that is this drastically different, like, ever. The only one I could ever think of is the Superman 2 Donner cut, but that's, like, using, like, test footage to try to recreate what the movie would have been, you know, um, and there's other movies that where they went back and reshot a bunch. Like there was that fourth exorcist movie that where they like basically refilmed half the movie. And, but, but as far as just using the same footage and recutting it and changing it, I, I mean, that's what I find fascinating about it is just, I don't know if there's ever been a movie this much, this transformed, you know, in, I'm trying to think, I, I don't have a ton that come to top of mind of, you know, director's cuts and recuts. Uh, to 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 you know alter the movie other than maybe a scene here or there. The one that I'm that comes to the top of my mind that is just it's and it's not comparison because I don't think that this movie is a disaster with the director's cut. But the one that comes to mind is like, oh man, you, I'm not sure you knew what was successful. And maybe in some ways, actually, now that I'm thinking about it out loud, maybe I kind of do harbor this. <laughs> Donnie Darko yeah. is probably at the top of the list. Like, oh, that director, he did not know like, wh- what like, was good and successful about it. And that, maybe that's me. Maybe the reason that one came to mind is because I kind of feel that way I think about this, is that like what I love about it, it's like you drained it from it. Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, the, no. the Donnie Darko director's cut is just like the director adding like voiceover to try to like explain things that don't need explaining. Like the appeal of that is that it's mysterious. So don't make it less mysterious. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All uh, I can think of is it's so illogical. That's what I just, I just want to use Donnie actually yeah. right back at the director. That's true. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think that's just a flat out worse movie by leaps and bounds. This, I, I don't know if I, it's, it's like, I think what it comes down to is I, I don't think of Rocky four as a movie almost. Like it's 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 barely a movie. I mean, we joked about yeah. it a lot on that episode. It's sixty percent montage, and this cut is still like zero montages were removed, and it's basically the same length. I mean, as much was removed as added, so you know it's still almost all montage. So, and and the montages I think are the parts of the movie that were least re-edited. It's, I don't know it as well as you, but it feels that way. There's definitely some changes in the montages. I mean, the the I think probably the least affected was him driving around. You know, I mean, the the, diff- the only difference is that he tinted the, all the footage black and white from the previous movies. Um, otherwise, it's basically the same. And he, and he changed some of the close-ups to be not as tight because he was you know complaining in the editing room, the editing room that he was. You know, so vain. He was embarrassed about his vanity in the eighties, but, um, but like the fights, the, the Drago Brocky fights, that montage is almost identical. I was kind of rewatching, going back and forth, and there are there are differences, like di- different takes are used, but like, you know, more or less the shots are the rhythm of it is kind of the same. Um, it's just the scenes in between, and like, there's a part of me that goes like, well, then, 
those scenes never mattered anyway. <laughs> like, Maybe that, there's that was, a reason you cut them. <laughs> right. Well, it's like at the end of the day, as long as the the I I don't think it, the, the the like the montage, like the fight, and for instance, like there's enough changed that if it blunts it for me, but I think only because it's less familiar. So it's 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 really hard for me to say better or worse. There are some I can I can identify moments that I think are better. But I can also identify probably more moments that are worse. There are some edits that like make the movie make less sense. It's only because we've seen the original cut that we know why things are happening. But like for instance, like there's the scene where they introduce like the the punching power of Drago and he's eighteen hundred and fifty pounds. It still made me smile. Um, but it's a shotgun blast to the face. (laughs) I mean, it still is that. Yes. Um, (laughs) but in the original cuts, I didn't until I watched them. I was flipping back and forth yesterday watching the two cuts, and in the original cut, I I didn't notice this in the theater. But he says like a normal boxer punches at seven hundred pounds per square inch, and then Drago punches eighteen hundred and fifty pounds. The the normal boxer part of the speech has been taken out. So like we know that's a lot because we've seen the original movie and we remember, but in this cut, it doesn't really establish, oh, that's a lot. It doesn't give the perspective. (laughs) Someone watching this for the first time is like, okay, is that a lot? 1850? (laughs) That number means nothing to me. Um, So it's like, there's stuff like that. There's like, you know, a lot removed when it comes to like, you cannot talk about how, like, whether it was effective or not in the original cut, the whole idea of like, oh, we're changing. We're like, you know, that's the whole theme of the movie. It's like, Apollo gonna... doesn't want to change, and no, we got to change, you know, and that's the end speech. But a ton of that stuff is removed. There's the the scene between Apollo and Rocky before the fight, the Apollo fight. That's entirely removed. Although you see like a clip of it later. Uh, I didn't love that. And then um, the where Rocky and Adrian are talking on the stairs, they removed a whole section about there. But like, you can't change. I can't change who I am. You know, like nobody can change who they are. And so it's like almost all of that content has been removed so that what the end is like everyone can change. It's it, like this what do you it's think, even what do you more even, of a somewhat incoherent rambling. Yeah, <laughs> at this point it's like what are you even talking about? And Rocky doesn't say at the end when he's like in the original cut he goes like um uh, I had, you know, I, I gone through a lot of changes, changes how I, you feel about me and how I feel about you. That's gone in the director's cut too. He never talks about, he never points out that he's talking about, oh, like you hated me and I hated you, but now look at all the change. Anyone can change. Like that's, that's the whole premise of that ridiculous speech and to cut so much out of that, that it basically becomes incomprehensible. And it took me a second viewing to realize that it's incomprehensible because, of course, we've seen the original movie so many times. We know what he's talking about. But a new viewer, it's like, what is it? Change? Who's changing? What are you changing? Maybe that's the reason why the Politburo, he, he didn't get the standing ovation. That's from true. Them. It was not as effective. I'm very confused. I don't understand this. Where is this coming from? That's a very good point. I'm just point. walking out. Yeah, in this alternate reality, like, he, he did not convince the Politburo. <laughs> The people in the stands, they were convinced. But. I love this idea, too, you know, because you, you noticed that I, I didn't remember it, but the, the clapping and that it was different. You noticed it in theaters. Yeah. I had this idea, like, that night of, I mean, it's already kind of an alternate universe idea. <laughs> we joke of, you know, Balboa ending the Cold War. But I now have this, like, man in the high castle concept of now there's even an alternate where he doesn't end the Cold War because... Oh, he just made the Russians matter. Yeah. He extended the, people, the Cold War. The people might be behind him, but not, not, the, <laughs> not the Politburo. The, the actual decision makers are furious. Well, maybe it accelerated the, uh, the fall because you know who the people come for. The president. <laughs> the president. It's true. So let, let's get to what really is important. 
And, and that's what I, I'm pretty sure you said to me immediately. You're like, oh, thank God, James Brown is still in this movie. I wasn't sure because I knew it was drastically recut. But yes, <laughs> so he clearly the the vanity was concerned about Seiko, but James Brown absolutely could not go, and it it makes me smile just as much as. It- and I think, see, my dream is someone someone's going to do it. Someone's going to cut the ultimate fan cut where it takes pieces from each. My dream is basically just take Rocky Four, but the the part where Drago's coming up and basically the whole James Brown sequence. Although I I I would like to take bits and pieces from the original cut, but that whole scene of of the introduction of James Brown, I actually think is a, a lot better in the director's cut. And I'll tell you why because <laughs> it took me I, I in the theater. I'm the going planes like, are still in it because of what the planes are still in it. Oh, definitely. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's an important part of the show. I do think, because one thing that I think this cut is clearer is it's using a lot more wider shots. German warplane, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> we, we decided it was left over from some <laughs> Vegas stage show, right? Like but it still makes me laugh yeah. every time. I mean, who knows? It's it's not even <laughs> relevant. Like, I, did we, I, I'm, I'm just, sure we said it on I'm another I'm sure we did. Episode. Something it, was like, it was like the producers, ah, most people don't really know the difference anyway, so just go ahead and use <laughs> right. it. Right, Germans, Russians. Whatever. It's the enemy. Nobody yeah, really knows. Exactly. Um, no, but I noticed rewatching it, in the theaters, I was like, I am really enjoying this much. Like, it felt fresh and like brand new in a good way. Whereas a lot of this movie did not feel so. Like, did not feel that way. It just felt like weird reshuffling of something I already knew. But no, Drago coming up. It's recut, so it's almost entirely from his point of view, which is much, much more so than the original cut. And I never noticed until kind of rewatching yesterday the original cut. He's coming up, and you can kind of hear James Brown before you see him. He's just like, yeah, knock me out, you know? And they, whereas, I don't know if they just, like, kind of muted him or whatever, but you can't really... Oh, you hear music, but it's not clear that it's live music, and you never... I think you might see, like, musicians before you see James Brown in the original cut, whereas here, it's almost entirely focusing on Drago, and he's just looking around, and, you know, it's, it's I think, much more effectively... Like, like it kind of... The, the music kind of comes up in volume as he comes up. He, yeah. like, you're hearing it from his as point of view. he gets closer, right. Yeah, so I think the original cut, it was much more like, boom, here's James Brown. And so, <laughs> and so even though, obviously, we know that James Brown is in this movie, I think my delight when James Brown cut to James Brown, because I think this new cut, it doesn't feel like it's live music, and then suddenly it's like, no, 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 James Brown is actually there giving a live performance. <laughs> and it's kind of like... You know, it's not a surprise. I knew it was coming, but it was just like this, like very delightful thing. I don't know what. Just something about the way that that particular sequence is edited. I think is, well, is my fa- it's my favorite part of this cut. I, I, I certainly did not notice the differences. I can tell you this: I enjoyed it just as much as I did in the original one because even not noticing the differences, James Brown just steals the show. Well, I think that's an indication that they did a good job on that sequence because it is very differently edited, but it's, I, I think, actually a little bit more effective. I mean, look, I love the original too. I'm not going to say it's, it's, you know. <laughs> there's there's no losing either one. That, yeah. That's the that's the key. But that's, the, there's, there's, I really wasn't sure if James Brown, you know, they could have just like somehow cut to, oh, you know, Apollo and... Uh, the introductions. I mean, and Drago are in the ring and, you know, right. just, just cut around it. You know, you'd lose Apollo coming down in that big golden bowl. I, I will tell you right now, if that was lost, I might have walked out of the movie. If, if I... <laughs> but, you know, if you're trying to make this more grounded in reality, I could see Stallone. I, I'm, I, I'm glad he didn't, I but I really see, thought he might. I could see doing it, but I actually would be, even outside of the fact, because it's so absurd is why I love it, 
But see, to me, I actually think for a different reason it'd be doing a disservice. You could probably lose James Brown and the dancers, but I have an issue because it, it's well established that as great of a boxer as Apollo Creed might have been, he, he's actually, I think, more of a marketer and a showman. And so for his final bout, if you actually completely cut that out and you just had like the, you know, the ring introductions, I guess you'd still get, I want you, which would make me smile, but it would not be the same without a doubt. So I'm, if they were going to cut anything, I could see James Brown and dialing it down a little bit to have it more ground in reality, but I would not want to lose Apollo over the top coming down. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, because I honestly, I think it would do a disservice for Apollo's last fight. Yeah. Oh, and the sequence wasn't even edited down. I thought maybe they'd cut out a verse or something. You know, the, the James Brown lists cities. I thought that part might go, you know, no, the whole, the whole sequence. So yeah. Should we talk about, I mean, there's definitely the robot is the biggest uh, thing that's missing. Missing, but the additions, I mean, I, I, I haven't watched it multiple times. You have. I'm not sure, so from your perspective, does Apollo or Adrian get more additional time in the director's cut? Or can you not really tell? Uh, do you count the six minutes of Rocky Three? Because if you do, then it's, it's Apollo. Uh, six full minutes. We should probably talk about that. I mean, it, Is it, it really that much? It's six minutes of Rocky Three. It starts with Rocky, the first fight with Clubber Lang. I mean, yes. very briefly, it just starts with him getting knocked out and then losing the title. And then they basically do the whole scene between him and Apollo at Mickey's gym where Apollo pitches him on coming back, et cetera. And then, I don't know, maybe two or three minutes of the final fight. It's a lot. It's a, I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, it is. That was a lot of the open of the movie. It's, it's a very different cause the original Rocky four starts with Apollo and Rocky in the little private third fight, which is totally missing from this movie. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause that has an impact, right? I mean, I, I guess you don't assume that it didn't happen, but that is an impact on, uh, on Creed and the discussion that um, Adonis has with who who won that fight. Yeah, well, it's at the end of Rocky Three, also. So I mean, it's I guess it, it still exists if this if you, you slot this in after Rocky Three. But yeah. it's weird that it's weird to recap Rocky Three, but not that. I mean, I guess he can't go beyond six, six minutes. Is already a lot from the previous movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's there's I missed starting it with that little that private fight between the two of them. There's there's like a lot of little things that were cut out that I think are I, noteworthy. Well, it, it are it's it's all the fun, like you said. Like you know, for for instance, the two gloves, the two metal gloves smashing into each other at the beginning of the original cut, that's You're gone. Right. Like it, it's I, I get it. It's cheesy. It's cheesy in eighties. He wanted to cut it out. Fine, but that's, I miss it. That's, like that's, that's part of the charm <laughs> that immediately sets the tone of the original movie. And I guess this one sets the tone of it being missing it's like hey that's not the kind of movie this is i forgot about that but no to me that actually for what i love about it that is a big loss and it's not it's not even i would argue that it's not that dated i mean fox still has that robot for football i mean really how 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 dated is you know two iron gloves like exploding or whatever yeah most like football broadcasts basically have that like the two helmets smashing into each other yeah so if anything it was just ahead of its time it wasn't necessarily you know very cheesy in 80s it was just ahead of its time But I, I definitely miss that. Um, I miss, like you said, a lot of Polly is cut out. He's just a he's. It's a result of the ro- the robot <laughs> going away. So a lot of Polly gets cut out. I miss that. There was some new Polly though inserted because I I feel like he actually had some more comedic lines. Uh, I I think he gets a little bit added in the second half, like in Russia. Yes, that, that's that's where I noticed. Yeah, it was in Russia. But some of it, like I think some of the recutting of it. 
highlighted lines that I didn't remember even existing. Oh. Like when they first land, <laughs> he gets out and goes, what a horrendous flight. <laughs> and that line is in the original cut. Is it? It, never, oh. it never stood out as a funny line. Again, showing how much editing can Interesting, no, because I, I honestly thought that was new. <laughs> no, it, I, I, I couldn't remember. I was like, because it kind of rang a vague bell. I was like, I don't know if that's new or not. So yeah, I went back and looked. It's it just, but well, it's, it's definitely funnier in the. Like, it is. It is it, it, it's a funny line. It's. It says more about the original cut, not kind of highlighting it and kind of yeah. ruining the joke. Okay, let's let's talk about something that the, a lot of all the talk about the robot being removed from this movie, and that's kind of all the internet wants to talk about. I think the more significant thing is Sylvester Stallone doing his best to erase his ex-wife from this movie <laughs> because true. Bridget Nielsen is almost entirely gone and i I miss a lot of her she had a lot of she i I liked her in the original cut and she's got like three lines left i guess he really wanted to rewrite history i really i mean i think i don't think that's a small part of it of just like i don't know if if they're in touch or whatever but um i mean i can't i I can't help but read that into thought about it but now actually thinking about it does she even have like four minutes of screen time I mean, she has some screen time, but almost all of her dialogue has been cut. And it's interesting because they obviously shot it two ways where some lines that she used to have, now Drago has, where he's like, I did not come here to lose, which is something that she said. We did not come here to lose, you know? So obviously they they shot it both ways and they weren't sure how much they wanted Drago to talk. So it's like, ah, let's just have him say some of the lines too. So maybe we, we can use it if we want. So, you know, obviously I think when they're, when Stallone was filming it, he wasn't sure what percentage of dialogue is going to blend to her versus Drago. And so I think partially just because, hey, we're doing a new cut. Let's make it different. Let's give all the lines to Drago now because Drago talk, talks a lot more than he did. Yeah. And it's, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's taking all her lines. <laughs> um, but there's also the scene that's missing before the the Creed fight where um, Ludmilla, is her name right? Ludmilla. She comes out, she talks to Apollo's wife, and it's just like, remember, she's yep. like, oh, perhaps we could be friends. They're not soldiers, they're sportsmen, you know? And it's like, of course, we'll be friends. That scene's gone. Um, the part in the press conference where she talks about whether they announced the fight is going to be in Russia, and um, in the original cut, she gives a big speech about, like, you know, they were getting death threats, and, oh, you yep. believe that we are so very good, or we are so very bad, and this and that. Gone. Um, some of that is, is given to their Russian handler guy, who I think is kind of presented more as a villain than he was. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. he, was, he was already a villain, but in this cut, I think even more so. Like, almost kind of... Uh, Cartoonish. Yeah. I mean, I, he, I, I, I'm sure part of that is just using alternate takes and stuff. But I, I always found him a little buffoonish in the original cut. I think, I, yeah. And I, th- now he's not. He's much more, treated much more seriously as just like, oh, you know. And I th- and Drago is treated much more sympathetically. Yep. Where he's kind of presented as being manipulated by the, this guy in particular. And, um, But yeah, I, I think it's a shame that the Bridget Nielsen is mostly cut out of the movie because I always thought she was good. Uh, maybe there was a, a hidden agenda there, he, he, and may, maybe it's like hot, the, that, I, it's one of those things. Distract everybody talking about the robot. Got to cut the robot. Got to cut yeah, the robot. I really want to get back at my ex-wife. Maybe I mean I, I probably shouldn't read into that. Maybe he just thought, well, I want more screen time for Drago, and she's just a casualty of that. In the it, same way that Paulie was a casualty of cutting the robot, <laughs> you know, that Bridget Nielsen is a casualty of giving Drago more sympathy. It it could be. Um, so what what else? I mean, I, that's. That's most of that's most of the changes in the movie. 
well, I mean, there's a lot of changes that I don't know if they're really worth talking about because, like, they don't they, – they impact the pacing more than, like, anything else. Like, there's all this stuff at the beginning about, like, Apollo coming to Rocky's house – he just shows up. He, he doesn't. Rocky never gets a call saying, "Hey, I'm going to come visit," because that scene happened with the robot standing nearby. <laughs> so of course you can't use the scene. I found the opening like couple of scenes very jarring because of that. Because all right, you can't do the scene where Rocky comes home after the fight with Apollo and the birthday cake. I mean, that's another thing I miss is Paulie's birthday cake. That's a good looking guy. <laughs> that's the worst casualty of the Chico being deleted is that birthday cake. <laughs> Um, but you can't do that scene. And then the scene where they cut out the scene where Drago and his handlers just land at the airport and they're just harassed by it. And just, we talk later, we talk at press conference. That's gone. And then there's a scene, there's the scene, uh, what am I forgetting? Oh, there's the scene between Rocky and Adrian. It's their ninth anniversary. He comes in yeah. with a cake. Remember we were saying, like, this movie is full of cakes. There's so many cakes in Rocky <laughs> IV. Um, it's like, cake's impossible. <laughs> so both cakes were cut. Another casualty of Seiko. And he gives her that watch at the stage like a snake, but it won't bite you. <laughs> That's gone. So th- all this stuff is gone. It's like the first actual scene of Rocky IV in, in the director's cut is Apollo throwing tennis the pool, balls with, the pool with, the dogs. with his dogs. And that's like the sixth scene of the original movie. It's like that that seems like 15 minutes into the original cut and it's the first scene here. It's because so much has been cut at the beginning of this movie and it's very jarring. And I so having only seen it once in theaters, I don't remember the sequencing, but it, and it's not necessarily jarring, but what I do remember is that somewhere in that early sequence you're talking about, they insert the the phone call doesn't happen. But you get a new scene. I'm assuming this is a new scene. It's a new scene, yeah. I was with, working my way to that. Okay, with Apollo, you know, talking to Rocky in the backyard. And I think they're at, at some point they throw the football around. You know, not throw it around, but toss it. And he says, oh, you know, Adrian's making dinner. You know, why don't you come in? And they go in and have dinner and then have that conversation. Right. But what was jarring for me is then it's clear that then they use in the same yard, the football still sitting in the same spot later on in the movie. <laughs> yeah, to establish the mansion. Yeah. yeah, to establish the mansion. I'm like, man, that... <laughs> That clearly is where that football just rocking must tell Robert football must be right here. That's where it I mean, belongs. It's, it's not a huge, you know, a huge thing, but it becomes very apparent when you have two scenes like that that are somewhat spread out in the movie with with an establishing shot like that. Well, yeah, I know I noticed that too, and it's because we've never seen in the original cut we never see that side of the house, it's like the back of the house, and I think it's because the front of the house. Every time they show the front of the house, it's a scene with the robot. With the robot, so he's just stuck. Like, well, this is the front of the house now. Um, <laughs> but that's what I mean. That's what I was getting to. Is okay, you know. There's the scene with Apollo. He sees the TV broad, the news broadcast about uh, the Russians coming to town. Um, they cut out the church's chicken commercial, which I was sad about. It's one of those, one of those dumb details. All, all the product placement has been cut out. Um, which I don't know if we talked about it much when we did that episode. But um, you know, there's this, there's like a whole church's chicken commercial that Apollo's just watching on TV as he's playing with his dogs before they actually cut to the Russians. There's like there's that snake watch where I think probably Stallone probably had a buddy just like, hey, I've got this new watch out. Put it in your movie. Because <laughs> it gets like a tight close-up. Then like all the Toomey bags when they're packing, like the, the robots in that scene. So he could like all this like incredible 80s product placements can cut. But anyway, yeah, back to that scene you're talking about with the football. There's not, There's no reason for this scene to be in the movie. It's, it's, it's you watch that movie, it's scene and you go, oh, obviously this was cut out of the movie. Nothing has been learned. All you learn in that scene is, oh, you know, the Russians asked Rocky if he wants to have a match, and he said, I don't know. 
otherwise, <laughs> right? It is. Otherwise, they're just restating what we already know. The Russians are coming, and Apollo wants to fight them. It's like the, we don't need the scene. It's obvious why this was cut. But he needed what? more stuff inserted. So. Yeah, because there's so much was cut out of this movie oh that God. he had to fill it back up with stuff. <laughs> And it's interesting to see these deleted scenes, and then later they have the conversation at the at the dining room table, um, which has kind of a jarring cut in the middle of it because they had to cut around the robot. <coughs> um, you can kind of still see Apollo being like reacting to the robot, like at the start of one of his lines, just like, yeah. Anyway, uh, like, <laughs> but there's no he's not reacting to anything now. It's just it's just kind of like a weird look on Apollo's face. Anyway, but then they cut from that to a new scene in the kitchen. Where Adrian's just like, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. And then they kind of joke around for a little while. I was like, well, yeah, we, we learned that in the last scene where he told Apollo, I don't think this is a good idea. Right. What, what, what new information? What, what is this adding to the movie? It's not. It was the alternative way to get that information in. And you've just put it in there not once, but twice now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even like, I can see putting that in the movie as like a replacement because, oh, we, we cut out the bedroom scene where they talk about the anniversary. We want to have a couple of scenes. Between, between the two of them, the two yeah. of them, you know, there's this movie series is essentially their story, and but you know, it's not like you don't, you're not getting anything. You're not, you're not learning anything about the two of them. They're talking about Apollo the whole time, right? So yeah, it, and that's the kind of thing. Like yeah, there's all kinds of these new, these new scenes, and it's like the first thirty minutes of this movie are, is totally reshuffled around, and it still makes sense. Like you know, the, you're able to follow the plot. It's not that it's that elaborate, but I was going to say it's not that hard of a plot yeah, to follow. But though. my point is, there's no like the number of scenes. You've got three three kinds of scenes. You've got scenes that were in the original and, be, and have been cut. You've got scenes that were not in the original and have been added, and then you've got scenes that are in both. The scenes that are in both might be the smallest subset. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> So much has been tossed out and re-added in a way that still tells the exact same. It's like, what was the points? Like, I get you're doing a director's cut. You want to make it different. That's what I think. That's what I think it is. I mean, I think that's your explanation. And I know you got to bend over backwards to cut around the robot. But some of the decisions, I was just like, I don't understand why. Like, you know, this isn't an interesting scene. Not that. At least the scene in the bedroom about lose snake you don't, it won't bite you. At least it's got like dumb stuff like that. In it. Right. Like, it, the it, scene it, in the kitchen where it's like, oh, do you want to go around in the bag? And she punches some like bagels in a, in a bag or whatever. It's like only once too. <laughs> she wasn't getting much of a workout. Well, look, I mean, she's she's got to train more, I guess. She, <laughs> she needs her own uh, bagel montage. Uh, <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit more about Drago and how different that is. There's that one moment that I, I think we both found very funny that was added. And I think this is the stuff that's most effective, is taking existing scenes that were in the original cut. Not, not entirely new scenes, right? Just scenes that were in the original version, but re-edited to such a degree that they feel totally fresh and new. The, the introduction to James Brown was one of those. I loved the new version of that. I also loved the press conference when they're announcing the fight between Rocky and Drago, which feels completely different. You know, the... Drago's wife, she has nothing to say this time, Um, but Drago has more to say. And the moment I think you and I both enjoyed in the theater where, you know, the the handler's just like, we fight in Russia, we fight nowhere. And someone's just like, Drago, don't you, you can't, or no, he's like, Drago thinks this and this. He's speaking for Drago. And someone, one of the reporters is like, Drago, can't you speak for yourself? He's like, yes. (laughs) But then he has nothing to say after that. (laughs) Yes. And then, yeah, but he's afraid to actually 
say anything meaningful because his hand was sitting there. Just the scientist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what. It was very much like that. <laughs> yes. It was both very funny and also, I think, very... It really shaded his character in a way that's like... He wants to assert himself. He wants to say stuff, but he's like, "Yes." And then he looks over, and the guy is, is <laughs> yeah, his handler's there. He's like, "Oh, I will speak for you now." Yes, exactly. And I think it really see that's the sort of stuff that I think works, and I think is better, and I think it actually helps make the final moment with Drago where he rebels against them and picks the guy up and chokes him. Like in the original cut, you don't really feel. Drago being controlled in that way like you do in this cut and I think because of that it feels much more cathartic when he actually rebels and picks the guy up it's all in, in the original version I like as a kid and I watched Rocky 4 it wasn't like oh good for Drago he's asserting himself against his oh yeah no way it was more just like he's a monster right, and he, he's a <laughs> guess what the, the monster turned against his creator yes. you know like he's just yeah just he's just he's, a lunatic he's a he, on it Monster is the best way to put it. He's jacked up on steroids. He killed Apollo. Yeah, I'm not surprised he's picking this guy up. Right. It's never, It's not like this moment where we're supposed to, you know, be like, you know, rooting for him. The The original cut softens him a little bit because then there's that moment like to the end and they kind of have this like grudging yeah. respect for each other. But it's not, it doesn't really work because you didn't get that sense throughout the whole movie that drago is in it's box it's know? only the same that the rocky spirit somehow seems to be turning the russian people that that seems in the original cut that's the only the begrudging like respect is just because of the rocky spirit not because of <laughs> yeah. anything else that has been established prior in the movie yeah that's true and i think uh, also the end with the Politburo not cheering for rocky instead of being very angry about everything that just happened i think makes it work even more for me because like 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 at the end of the day in the original cut, the Politburo came along with Drago. And in this one, they're just like, Drago is really going out on a limb here because they're they're not going to be okay with this. <laughs> He's probably going to be shot. Yeah. Well, well, you haven't seen Creed 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Whatever, but... Well, he's obviously still alive. That's not what I was getting at. I was more like... I think at the end of the day, I think this cut might flow into Creed 2 better. <laughs> I guess you'll have to... Okay. Know, if, if and when we get there, we're obviously... Uh, We've been on a bit of an unexpected uh, lull in the podcast, but I think we'll get there eventually. So you'll have to, I'll have to get into your opinion whether you agree All with right. that or not when we get to Creed 2. I have not watched it either yet. I am going, assuming we're going to get there, I'm going to go into it. We've got to get there before Creed 3 comes out because they start filming that pretty soon. <laughs> that would be really bad. Well, I mean, look. Really bad. <laughs> yeah, we're doing what we can. Anyway, what else is there? I mean,. A lot. The second half, I think, is basically just Rocky Four. I mean, the differences are so. It's hard to really talk about the differences because they are very minor in a lot of instances. Like and just you, different alternate takes, alternate you well, know versions. Correct of, me if I'm wrong. The only thing that I can think of that maybe you get more of, or or maybe it's just at the funeral, you get more of Duke, don't oh, you? Yeah, we do need to talk about the. That's that's the third scene that I think is vastly improved is Apollo's funeral. Yeah, so the funeral is, but I think don't don't you get more in Russia too, like from from Duke, or am I am I wrong in the back half? I, I maybe I'm just. Are you talking about the scene where he comes up to Rocky's room and he's just like, yeah. "You've got it. no that the the dialogue is identical, okay, but it is it's played more for drama in this cut, got whereas okay. I, I think the original cut it's more like the original cut it's all like in tight close ups and it's trying to be like, I think it's more like you've got to get this guy like, like that that kind of a vibe, whereas I think in the director's cut it's played a little more tender, 
Got like, it. you know, hey, we, you know, Apollo's like my son and, you know, yeah, I, I now... Less vengeful and more... Yeah. Uh, this, the dialogue is exactly the same. It's just, it's presented in a different way. It's more in like wide shots and kind of presented more matter-of-factly. It's not trying to pump up the drama of it, whereas I think the original one is yeah. kind of trying to pump it up a little bit. Um, but Apollo's funeral. Yeah, Apollo's funeral, which is, I think, I don't think there's a single shot, a single line of dialogue that is common between, between the two, the two versions. Duke doesn't get to talk in the original, which I remember, you know, I mean, Rocky Four is silly. It's like, you don't really judge it in this way, but, um, you know, the original cut, Apollo's funeral would be a big deal. It's like, you know, the equivalent of Muhammad Ali in this world. And for the only person who's, who we get to see talk be Rocky, and for him to just say the... Well... <laughs> I was about to say he says a bunch of nonsense in the original cut, but actually Duke is the one who gets to say all the nonsense in this version. Because I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it's just like you know, his successors did not. He, he searched for the answers through the code of the warrior, and his successors did not provide him this answers, these answers. And now he he can find them, you know, <laughs> where he's going or whatever he said. It's like, what are you talking about? What is he even saying? Right. You kind of if if that's what he says, I don't remember what something it is. like that. It feels like it's almost like a movie trailer or something that he's reading. Or something. He's talking about the code of the warrior and he, the, the the warriors are right to choose how to end end things or whatever and all this stuff is just like <laughs> this is how he the warrior would choose. But that's the thing is like I, I dressed the, up as Uncle Sam. <laughs> Well, I mean, just the trunks by the time uh, things are all, <laughs> all said and done. But um, in the original cut, that's it's Rocky just being like, you, you know, you always did things your way. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss you, Apollo. But you, the, the implication being like, he went out like a man. He chose to, to, you know, he, he went out on his feet and this he ended and the, on his terms. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this cut. Rocky breaks down and cries and says says he loves him and says you were the only one who believed in me you know when nobody else did and it's so not about at least Rocky's speech is so not about like whatever you know I, I don't know what word I want to put like this macho thing of just like you know because it's, it's especially because it's not consistent with Rocky's point of view later in the series especially in Creed where he's talking to Adonis and saying like I should have stopped the fight. You know, and Adonis is the one saying, like, maybe it's just the way he wanted to go out. Maybe you just did him a f- you know, he, you were his friend and you, yeah, you, you did what, what he, he wanted, wanted yeah. what he wanted to do. And he's like, no, he'd rather be here with you. So I'm glad that at least Rocky isn't the one kind of putting that point of view forward in this cut. He's more like, I'm sad that you're dead and I miss you. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do need to talk a little bit about the throwing in the towel part because, and it's kind of subtly done, but in the original cut, Rocky grabs a towel and he's holding it forever. And then they cut to like uh, uh, Apollo seeing him holding the towel and he's like, no, like don't throw it. And the fight kind of goes on for like five seconds and then Drago clocks him and yeah, that's it. In this cut, it's not like that at all. And it's almost like Rocky's reaching for the towel, but it's too late. He doesn't have a chance. He doesn't hold it for nearly as long. Like he just was a second late. And he's still like they go into all, like th- this cut has more scenes about him feeling guilty about not throwing in the towel earlier, but I, it also kind of lets him off the hook in a way. It's like it seems inconsistent. Yeah, that he he didn't really have a choice. I I didn't notice that it was that you know the beat it was a beat at most in in this one. And you'd well, be right that if they're they're kind of trying to have it both ways of that letting him off the hook because it really wouldn't have been his fault. He wouldn't have much to have guilty for if it literally was the second that you kind of said. Yeah, he just happened to be a second late, but he right. tried to throw in the towel. 
Um, I noticed that the cut was different because those scenes where he's holding the towel and like hesitating. You get the Hugo Boss. You get the Hugo Boss. It was one of the, another <laughs> one of those product right. placements You're where right. it's like they cut out all the product placement. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. I, I just didn't think it really worked. Like, why make that decision if if you're trying to create a cut where it's actually highlighting that Rocky he feels, feels guilty? guilty right. You should really then own that. Yeah. And, he, and it can't be the robot. The robot is definitely not in that sequence. So no. Yeah. They didn't have to change it because of the robot. Well, what that would have really been something if Seiko was the one who was supposed to throw in the towel. <laughs> he was malfunctioning. <laughs> That's why he was cut out of the movie. This is going to be bad, but maybe you know, Paulie did too much damage to poor Seiko. <laughs> I mean, hey, by the end of uh, their relationship, Seiko's nagging him and all that. So he's, he's already like throwing off its programming. Who knows what he's up to? Oh man. Anyway, um, what other changes? No Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks have been <laughs> removed from Rocky Four. The Church's Chicken commercial. The Alvin and the Chipmunks. These are. I'll, I'll Critical mourn, elements? Yeah, I'll mourn all of these little things. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, uh, the only reason it, that just comes to my head is that the Elvin and the Chipmunks, the IP, is is up for sale, actually, right now. The, the owner of Elvin and the Chipmunks is... Oh, interesting. Uh, maybe that was part of the... Bids. Maybe that was why. Maybe it was just... I don't, I don't actually think so. I was surprised. I, not that you know this is that super interesting, but I didn't realize it, it's basically like a husband and wife team that have owned and maintained that property all these years and they're they're finally kind of like done and putting it out to Viacom. You know, what basically a bidding process. Doesn't surprise me that right. much. I mean, look, it doesn't take a lot of like, you know, a, a lot of uh, capital to make a record where you just speed up people's voices <laughs> to make them higher pitched. Like that's, I, th- that's true on the records, but I mean, they're also managing the movies and TV shows and whatever they, you know, yeah, have been so. put out. I, I don't know what's been put out over the years, although I, I remember watching maybe the cartoon when, when we were kids. Yeah, the cartoon in the 80s was out. When, that was 20 years after the, because the Chipmunks like started in like the 60s. 60s, the yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, uh, I just, just something I noticed. Now Polly is staring into a fire, listening to nothing. Like, I, well, I think he still has like headphones or something. He must be listening to something. We don't get to hear what he's listening to in this cut. It's a mystery. Uh, what else is different? I don't know, it's, I You'd be could. the one to know better than me. I, I, uh, I haven't seen it. I don't know. If, well, the ending. Let's, let's maybe talk about the ending, and uh, we can start wrapping up. But yeah. he gives he gives the same speech, but. As we talked about, it kind of blunts it because the whole, like, everybody can change. They Ironically, the changes in the movie. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe I, I'm not listening to Rocky's yeah, message. Yeah, you need to be able to change. Yeah, I, I do. I, I'm. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that, probably. I'm stuck in my ways. I don't want a Rocky Four. It feels different. Um But then there's, like, this extended sequence where it plays Eye of the Tiger, and they go out, and there's, like, you know... And I don't know how much of this is just like, well, it's not the 80s anymore, and they're not going to, you know, the the Cold War is is long over. Although you could argue, you know, the the, the conflicts with Russia now that they're back. Um, but it's it's interesting how you know the final shot of the original cut is him like in the ring, triumphant with the American, American flag. flag behind him, and it's like this iconic like image. And to completely cut that out to the degree where it's like. To end it with him just kind of like meekly walking off, and Stallone tried to find a moment where Stallone or Rocky puts his arm around Adrian to freeze it there, but it's just like, what a weird kind of like mushy way to end what it, is such a. It's certainly not propaganda in in terms of no. kind of <laughs> you know the ending. The, yeah. the original definitely definitely feels that way, right? This this not so much. And going to heart, uh, going to uh, Eye of the Tiger. Which I didn't like that decision to end the movie with Eye of the Tiger because original, the original cut starts with Eye of the Tiger, 
which makes sense because that's the movie. That's the song Transition. from the previous movie. Yeah, Transition exactly. into this new movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, originally, it ends with "Hearts on Fire," the 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 song that plays during the training montage. Um, so yeah, I, I, ending the movie with "Eye of the Tiger." I agree with you on that. That it, it, it I didn't remember. I didn't remember what the original when we saw it ended with. It didn't. It felt out of place. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, it's, it's, yeah. Are you finally going to explain what happened to Clubber Lang? That, that's great because <laughs> I've been waiting all these years. There's there's no explanation of Clubber Lang. That it it made me think of Rocky Three, and that's not the way that that movie. Should no, be. it feels like it's going backwards. Right. Um, and especially all these years later, you know, I, I I could have maybe understood that decision back in 1985 when I the Tiger was still a huge hit, but like now I I, I really do not like it. It's just a left a sour taste like to leave the movie. I I feel like like I said, it's hard for me to judge it. I didn't we're, you know we're talking a lot about things that we didn't like about it, but I didn't hate this cut. I just found it, I, I found it more fascinating than anything. I don't have like an emotional. I didn't have an emotional reaction. It was more like, oh, interesting. Oh, fascinating. I was sitting like sitting in the movie theater, just being like, you know, what an interesting decision to do that instead of you know what was done. Sticking before. with what, yeah. So it's like it's hard to really, you know, we're kind of wrapping up here, and it's like I feel like I should have some conclusion and some some opinion that is like, uh, you know, as the Rocky fan in particular on this podcast, it's just I feel like I I don't really have a strong opinion about it it's just it's a yeah i it, it's an interesting experiment in editing but beyond that i don't even know if it's i i can see that i think for me it's tougher i i do think as i said you know kind of towards the beginning i think for me it drained a lot of the the fun out of it and that's that's what i love about this this is always easily the most fun of any of the rocky movies not the best rocky movie but easily the most fun um so i mean so i have a i think a fairly solid opinion it is it's interesting to me as well to, to see what editing can change, ironically enough. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, for me, it's very easy, you know, which is preferred. I, 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 I prefer the time capsule. I prefer amping up the fun. Yeah. Um, now, that said, it's not like I don't feel like this ruins the original in any way, shape, or You know, I, I, don't, I don't feel it tarnishes anything. I'm just like, eh, this, this ironically, if what... You said kind of at the beginning that it it was addressing vanity in the eighties. I think in some ways you're right that it's almost more vain this way. The fact that this exists, yeah, kind of because you're you're it's ironic that you're embarrassed of something that you know, and maybe financial success isn't a way to measure you know uh, art, but you're embarrassed of one of your most successful movies. Yeah. I, you know, financially again, I, I get that it was financially. Um, I. I don't think he has anything to be embarrassed about. <laughs> Could you ever? I mean, we we don't obviously work this podcast when it's um, and when actual real <laughs> episodes are happening. We're comparing Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Could you oh, ever? Could you gonna... ever imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, he's not a filmmaker. He's not the writer in the way that Stallone is. But could you ever imagine him? Going back and be like, I didn't like this movie. I'm going to go back and change it. He, I demand that uh, the studio give me millions of dollars to go back and edit my film. I, I certainly, there are certainly candidates for that without a doubt. But to your, to your question, it's an interesting question. Just him as a person. In, in like, no I, way, shape, or form. I mean, look, I don't know him personally, but from everything that you that you can tell publicly, yeah. no. I, I actually think in some ways he 
he actually owns you know the failures in some ways and, and has it, fun with that He's, yes. he, he he can joke about like oh yes. you know junior was in junior da, da, da. you know like he, he can crack it whereas I, stallone seems so humorless about his failures and so yes. like touchy about it not the, and, and like you said this was the biggest success in the franchise that it wasn't a failure this but, is not stop or my mom will shoot right i right. mean it's not and not that you could go back and just edit that one into being good <laughs> uh, or different. Uh, you could edit it to be different, but not you know watchable. Probably not. And to to your question though, no, because I I think that also is the difference between them is that you know Schwarzenegger certainly has his shortcomings, but I I think that where his charisma came from is he he knew he knew what he was marketing. He he knew what he could do well, and and he would own you know even the 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 stuff that it's like. For many other actors, it'd be you know I'm not, I'm not doing that. That's embarrassing. He would own it and say, "Well, no, I, I can make this fun and I can make it entertaining." And that's what film. That's what I think films were to him. It's not necessarily art, yeah, but it's commerce and and a form of entertainment. It would be like if Arnold wanted to go back and re-edit. Um, I don't know, like raw deal to make it like really serious and not you know like yeah. it says a drama now. Like what? Well, no, yeah. it's raw deal. That that's. <laughs> That's you know, probably like, don't the best try example, it. too, because that would be one that I think would be a candidate. I think he, anybody, even he would freely admit, you know, Commando, it's like, no, you're not touching that. Because it, in Commando is of its time, and it, and that's why I love that movie so much. Right. But I even think he would be like, no, that, that wouldn't even be on the list. Raw Deal is probably one of those that would be, right? Is that Where it's like, it's it's... It was intended to be a serious action movie, but it's also it, it's accidentally very silly, right? Without kind of meaning to, or I think that's probably why Stallone looks at Rocky Four in the way that he does, where it's just like you know this the Rocky series is a baby, and here's this one that people kind of laugh at. And, and, but to me, and I think on the intro he might have even said something about Rocky Five. But that that's the thing is that. <laughs> You, you're you're going back and rewriting, you know, history on you know, again one that was critically maybe not well accepted, but well accepted by your fan. And to me, isn't that really who you're working for, anyways? And, and maybe not. Maybe for him, he is working in some ways for the critics. But I I don't think there was anybody clamoring that our tr- you know our Rocky fans would say, oh that. You know that's a, a blemish on on the on the series. No, I mean that, that you put your that you hit the nail on the head when it comes to the only person clamoring for this movie was Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Seriously, I mean we all went we went to see it and yeah. plenty of Rocky fans were there. The, the place was packed and yeah. um, you know and so but it was more curiosity. It wasn't like finally someone the, recut the fixing this. Right? right, finally they recut Rocky Four. Yeah. No, nobody wanted this. It, it, it's so it would be like. Man, we really hate Jar Jar Binks. That is something that, like the fan, le- like legitimately loathe and hate, and would want changed. I don't think anybody, you know, feels in any way, shape, or form about Rocky Rocky Four. So it's just interesting. That's that's the one that he picked. No, you know what the the example I would compare it to is Blade Runner. I don't know if if you care about Blade Runner. Or I, it's not that I don't care, but I, I I'm you know I might I don't know it well enough to know what people want changed. Well, in the original cut of Blade Runner had Harrison Ford's voiceover because the studio was afraid that it was too confusing and oh people won't understand what's going on so and and the story is that Harrison Ford intentionally recorded it in a, a badly like very very flat and like trying to make it as bad as possible thinking used. that he they wouldn't use it but they used it anyway it's bad it's very bad and so you know there was definitely this sense and I think people knew that Ridley Scott never wanted that in and so it's like oh 
re-edit it, re- you know, get fix, rid of that. fix this and get rid of that. And plus, you know, there were some special effects issues and things. And so over the years, there have been a couple of different cuts. But 2003, 4-ish, Ridley Scott put out the final cut. And it is widely considered, it's like, if someone's going to watch Blade Runner, they're going to watch the final cut. It is better. It is, like, almost definitively, like, measurably better. And, you know, and that came from two decades of people clamoring for it, basically. And so, you know, you look at that and you go, well, now the 2004 cut has basically supplanted and replaced the original cut with a voiceover. Nobody watches that version anymore. Even though that was the version that existed for, for, you know, two decades. And... I can't imagine a world where this, anybody's even a year from now is watching this. Like yeah. nobody's going to say this is the definitive cut of and, Rocky and Ford. certainly in no way, shape, or form would be yeah right replacing the original in any way. It's no a way. curiosity and nothing else. And I think it's telling. We were in a theater full of Rocky fans. Clearly, no one's going to this Fathom event, this one-time Fathom no. event, unless you're a big Rocky fan. And, you know, I've always heard the stories of, like, oh, and Rocky Ford and theaters, and people were standing and cheering like it was a real sporting event. <laughs> I really? I've never heard that. That's, that's what people, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean I, when I, you hear that speech about people changing, you <laughs> probably need to get up. If the Politburo was, yeah, yeah, I need to applaud. I think it was more about when uh, Rocky body slams Drago. And <laughs> the corner men are fighting each other. I think that's probably the moment where people, because I, you know, and that's the thing, and it's partially because I've seen Rocky Four a hundred times, and just the impact is diminished. But that in in the original cut, I get pumped up when you know they're just brawling in there, and it's just cornermen are fighting. But it's really intense, and I don't think it feels that intense here. And I think it's telling in a room in a theater full of Rocky fans. Nobody stood. Nobody was cheering. Nobody was even really like you know like pumped up. Nobody's pumped up. There was like a very tepid applause at the end, and like the the. You know, the movie ends, and they're like, I don't know, like, like a third of the theater just like, it's the Politburo. Yeah, I'm not sure I should be <laughs> clapping. I, I I think I should be clapping. But it was like, oh, I guess we should clap. But I, I did not think, you know, the, the response in the room was kind of tepid, and I yeah. think that's about how I feel about it. It's yeah, just, I, that's probably the temperature of, I, I would guess. I mean, I haven't gone out and read, you know, what, what is out there, you know, Twitter or whatever else when it came out. Um, but I would guess that's kind of the consensus. Here, here's what I look forward to. I look forward to the ultimate fan cuts where they take the best of both. I think there is, I'll never agree with every decision because I'm sure if, if that cut comes out, I'll be like, oh, this person didn't understand. They, they took the wrong parts of the director's cut, you know, whatever. I'm, I'll never. Fools. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I doubt there will ever be a fan cut that I will like more than the original cut of Rocky Four. But I also look forward to, I think the thing that I'm going to enjoy the most of, from coming out of the director's cut is the YouTube side-by-sides, which are inevitable. <laughs> That's true. Within a, within a month, there's going to be a thousand videos of just like, here's, you know, in the upper left corner, here's Rocky driving around to No Easy Way Out. In the bottom right corner, here's the director's cut of Rocky driving around to No Easy Way Out. Here's James Brown performing. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Every Especially the scenes with music because you know that they're exactly the same length because the song is the same length, right? right. So all the montages, we're going to have those soon. I, I have not found any yet on YouTube, but they're coming. I guarantee it. Like that's what YouTube is for. <laughs> so it's that, unfortunately for other things too. But yes, it definitely well, that is a big. <laughs> fair enough. That's what it's for for me. Uh, but I look forward to seeing those because that'll be fascinating to watch yeah. them side by side. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, I I think uh, I think this was a good discussion and kind of good to get uh, even if it's temporary, just back into the swing of things. And yeah, a little knock the rust off. Yeah, definitely. We needed to knock the rust off. Um, you know, there's reasons why we've been away. We did not expect to be away this long, but um, 
That's why a lot's been going on that's not podcast related. And so podcasts, unfortunately, has had to take a back. That's right. And when you're not getting paid to do this, it uh, it, it it's one of the things that has to take a back seat. Right? Well, you know, when ho- hobbies have to take the back seat for real things in real life. We're, we we never started a Patreon or anything like that. We could have, and we never have. This no. is just a thing we did for fun. Yeah. So No, I'm just saying that's the reason why I don't feel necessarily all that bad. Yeah. When, when things happen in life, and again, it's not your primary livelihood, you know, you got to tend to tend to other things. Well, I mean, in in particular, these last few months, like, look, I don't think there's a single aspect of my life that hasn't changed in the last five or six months. Uh, if he can change, I mean, <laughs> it's true. Anybody can change. That's well, right. yeah, that's. I think. I guess that's what happens. I took the yeah. lesson from Rocky. Anybody can change. A lot's been changing, and one of those things that's changed is not much time for podcasting. But we're gonna try to. Uh, at some point, get back and start uh, doing some full episodes again. Absolutely. <laughs> Grudge Match is still next. Grudge Match is. <laughs> it's been next for months. I, I originally, the first time I watched that movie to, to, for the podcast was in June. <laughs> it was like June 29th. I'm like, all right, I'll sit down and I'll take my notes and record, I'll watch this for the podcast. And so now it is <laughs> It's, it's mid-November. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the good news is we've both watched it. I think we've both taken notes. Now we need to actually just, you know, do the work. Yeah, we do. We just got to find a time. So now people are going to be like, well, you're recording right now. Why don't you just do it right now? But It's not that simple. We're the the ones who decided (laughs) at a very different time in our lives that our podcast should be two and a half hours long. I don't think we ever really decided that. It just happened. It did, because on basically the first step, that was, you know what the real problem was? Doing... A movie that we both loved and had sure. so much to talk about, but also what the real problem is, and you know, if people are just listening to this, you know, because they're interested in Stallone, they wouldn't have heard the original episodes. The, the format was different too, because we really had no idea what we were going to do. So we would go through the entire movie, assuming you hadn't seen it. Yes, and, and, and then we changed our format, and we still our <laughs> episodes are still just as long. That's true. We tried and we failed to make yes. these episodes, but I think out of possibly out of necessity because. Our time is limited uh, much more so than it was before. Maybe full episodes will be shorter. We'll see. I, I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see, but you know, I don't know. We we're us. We can't help it. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, all right, well, let's just you know, let's try and keep it down, and then we're up until one in the morning recording, yeah. even though we've got stuff to do the next day. <laughs> but you power through. So yeah. Well, so they that's the show. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please like us on your podcast app of choice. And we really promise that Grudge Match is going to be the next episode. <laughs> oh, it'll definitely be the next episode. When that episode will be and how long it'll be, those are the things that, those are variables that... TBD. Uh, Maybe there'll be a director's cut. <laughs> Maybe. We wait long, long enough. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to have you know Rocky Four and Grudge Match back to back at the very least. We, did, we weren't planning that, but... Now that's happened. No, we're not. No. Uh, anyway, I, I, I have some kind of business I'm supposed to say at the end of this the, our podcast, but I don't remember what it is. Oh, uh, tell people. <laughs> tell, tell your friends about this podcast that is barely functioning right now. <laughs> Look, it's about qua- quantity. Or no, it's about quality, not quantity. I don't even know. It's, it's about either one, actually. Well, 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 <laughs> that's true. Usually it's about quantity. Whatever reason you're listening, we appreciate it. Anyway, yeah, we'll be back with Grudge Match. Grudge Match.